Hey everyone, and welcome to The Snap. Before this episode starts, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody for checking out the podcast. I know it's only been one episode, but everybody's feedback has been super great, so thank y'all. Follow us on Twitter at The Snap MCU for updates, and uh, before this episode, I just wanted to let y'all know there's a little bit of an audio issue. It's not that bad, but sometimes you can hear some like echoes and noises and stuff. I tried my best to edit things out, but you know how things like this work. So without further ado, enjoy the podcast and keep listening for our incredible home. Welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we will be talking all 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Kayla Jouett. Uh, This is a recap podcast for anyone who wants to refresh themselves on the MCU uh, before Endgame comes out later this month. It's going to be fun. We're going to be doing a 10-minute recap every episode of the movie. Uh, We're going to review, we're going to chat about it, and we're going to rate the films based on what I've been watching, but I am going to ask my guest every week what their top three is. It's going to be really cool. So yeah, there is a new guest every week. It's fun. And then at the end, we're going to be talking about some endgame stuff. So so yeah, this is episode two. So we're going to be talking about The Incredible Hulk. And joining me today is... My friend Carlos, how are you? Hi, Kayla. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to get this rolling. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, I went to UT for my undergrad and my master's uh, in genetics. I work at the university. Um, But, you know, I love Marvel. The moment I saw you posting this, I was super excited about it. I knew I had to jump on. Uh, and I mean, the hype is like through the roof. I mean, for you, for me, for everybody. So this just kind of gives me more reason to talk Marvel and I'm very excited about it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. This is, you know, this is episode two. So we're talking about the Incredible Hulk and I feel like this movie gets kind of forgotten about and kind of shit on but I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching this one. I really do like Ed Norton um as the hulk so i had a lot of fun with it i don't know about you but yeah we're gonna do the recap so yeah like i said before i like to do it around 10 minutes this is a fairly short description uh so it probably is gonna be under 10 minutes so so you ready to roll i'm doing it let's do it Mm, cool so the incredible hulk uh, we get the origin story basically in the opening credit scene. So we have the opening initial uh, names on the screen. We see Ed Norton as a scientist. He's getting experimented on in a lab. He turns into the big guy. He hurts a bunch of people, including his girlfriend, who is another scientist there during the experiment. And then he escapes. And they're looking around the world for him. It's been... um about five years, and we know that Bruce Banner is in Brazil. So now we get the actual movie. So that was all, all that origin was just in the first little opening scene. So we have 157 days without an incident. He's watching Sesame Street to learn what I assume is Portuguese because he's in Brazil. And he's learning to control his anger in breathing and meditation lessons. 
uh, Bruce works in a factory that produces sodas, and while helping to fix something in the factory, he cuts his finger, and the blood drips all the way down into one of the soda containers. He runs down there, and he thinks he found the droplet. He cleans it up, but then the screen pans to one bottle with a little drop of blood in it. A girl in the factory is being harassed. Bruce steps in to help her. The guy pushes Bruce, and he says in Portuguese, don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry, since he's still learning. Good so line. that was a Good fun line. little, yeah, it was a little um, Easter egg to the, the first one. So yeah, after this altercation, he goes out, he gets some mail, and he's like visibly excited to log onto this crypto website and to get in touch with somebody called Mr. Blue. So Mr. Blue sends him a serum which is supposed to help suppress or even cure his green problem. He tested out, and it seemed to kill the green cells at first, and then the green cells just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So he tells Mr. Blue that the test failed, and Mr. Blue says, all right, it's time to meet. Send me a blood sample. So Mr. Green does, which, like, total red flag goes off in my head already. Like, why would you send your blood? It's a, they have a really weird system going on. Like you're just talking to, there's a random person, this, like you're sending your blood. Like, how do you even trust this yeah, person? Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, we get our Stan Lee cameo. We see this older man open his fridge, pulls out this soda bottle that just came from Brazil and he drinks it. And then they report on it and said that it had a little bit more of a kick than he wanted. And then he drops the bottle. We don't really know what happens to him. If, died or something you know we don't know but something happened to him and the government finds out about this and they know that he's working in the soda facility and they're on his trail so we get introduced to the squad is what i'll refer to them the squad looking to tranquilize him and bring them back to the u.s uh mr blue contacts bruce again and says his tests with the blood sample are working and can possibly cure him but he needs more data on the first experiment Banner says that the dad is at home, which he can't go to because he hurt everyone there, including his ex. And then he stares off to this picture of her on his desk. So the same night, the squad ends up on his doorstep. The main guy on the squad, Emil Blonsky, I think I'm pronouncing that right. you're right, yeah. Uh, he's played by Tim Roth. And he comes in, he kills Bruce's dog. So this movie automatically is like lower on my list. <laughs> really upset about that. They didn't need to show that. Bruce tries to sneak away, but they find him in the street and they start this huge chase within like the busy walkways of Brazil. While he's running away, he bumps into the same jerk from the company who harassed the girl. So now he starts running from him and his buddies too. Uh, so he hides into the factory to hide from everyone and to catch his breath to slow his heart rate. The guys from the factory catch up to him and they start to try to beat him up. And then the military squad rolls up to tranquilize him. It's a big mess. The jerk gets this really good punch in and his heart rate goes all the way up to 200 and he turns into the Hulk. So the Hulk is now throwing people everywhere, running through, breaking shit in this warehouse. Um, they use all their tranks on him and they just bounce off his back. And he stares down Blonsky and then escapes and he just runs off into the jungle. So the squad got his laptop and his notes to start to see if he's been in contact with anybody. And Blonsky says he wasn't alone. He had a bogey. It was huge. The most powerful thing he's ever seen. And then the general says that was Banner. And they're packing up. They're going home. So then the scene pans into the jungle near this waterfall where we find Bruce with only his pants on. Days without an incident is back to zero. And he finds... He finds this bus riding through the jungle, and he hitches a ride to find out that he made it all the way to Guatemala. Uh, so he makes his way to Mexico, finds a nice pair of stretchy gray pants to wear, and he keeps having these flashbacks to the gunfire from the recent incident. 
We pan over to the general and Blonsky, who are walking in secret somewhere on this military grounds. Uh, the general says that they have biotech enhancement to make someone into a super soldier, and they've dusted it off to make Blonsky a better soldier. And he tells him that Banner thought he was working on radiation resistance, but the general wanted the radiation for super soldiers and weapons. If you're not getting the reference as you're listening, by the way, the super soldier serum that they're dusting off is the same one that they used on Captain America. So... Blonsky says that if he had the same knowledge he has now, but the body that he had 10 years ago, he would have been something to reckon with. And the general's like, all right, I can make that happen. So we pan over to Culver University in Virginia. Did he did he hike? We don't know. It's only been 17 days since the incident. Um, but while walking across campus, he finds out that his ex, Dr. Elizabeth Ross, we're going to call her Betty, works here still. So he's being all creepy behind some trees. He's like staring at her while she sits on a bench and she meets up with this man and she kisses him. He goes off. He meets this old, um, older Italian man who runs a pizza restaurant, um, who was an old friend of his and he lets him stay upstairs in his spare bedroom. So Bruce delivers pizza for him so he can sneak onto campus past the guards by giving them free pizza. If you didn't notice this, Carlos, there is a cool Easter egg appearance. The guard that he gives the I pizza did, to is the OG Hulk. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. who actually voices him and who voices the Hulk in this film and many of the others. I think all of the others. I Does he? Wrong. Yeah, he still voices the Hulk. I could have sworn on the later ones they do like a Mark Ruffalo like uh, voice yeah, thing, I think, but, that's I what I'm thinking. but I don't know. I, when I looked it up. I looked it up and it said that Lou Ferrigno still voices the Hulk Very in the movies, cool. but like it could be we I I don't know. Um so yeah, he's there, um, eat some pizza, and then Bruce sneaks into the computer lab to get onto the research database under Betty's name. He finds all the data from the experiment has been deleted. Uh he messages Mr. Blue, who tells him that without the data, they have no progress. Back at his current living situation in the pizza joint, uh, he tries to leave, and then he discovers Betty and her new boo are eating alone in the bar. Betty and Bruce make eye contact, and Bruce makes a run for it. She goes after him, and he's nowhere to be found. She goes back inside and asks the man if she saw what she thinks she saw, and he tells her the truth. Bruce is hitchhiking in the rain when Betty finds him, runs into his arms, tells him to come with her. It's just so romantic. Um... <laughs> At her house, she hands them this small box that has their uh, data in it. So we find out here that she is the general's daughter, um, and she wants to go talk to General Ross together, but Bruce says that he wants to dissect it out of him and make it into a weapon. Also, from here on out, instead of just saying the general, I'm going to say just Ross, because we have Betty and then we have Ross, so just making that clear. Um, so she gives him stuff to clean up with, and he's going to leave in the morning. The screen pans to Ross going into a room with this cryonic technology for the super soldier that seems to haven't been touched in many years. He takes the serum, and then they go in and they infuse it into Blonsky. Betty and Bruce go past campus to try and sneak out, and they want to have a moment before he catches a bus out of town, and the SWAT team just rolls up on them. He tells her to stay far away from him. Multiple tanks, soldiers, and then the new super soldier form of Blonsky are out here um, for him as he runs through the campus grounds. He swallows the data and he keeps running. And Betty puts herself in front of a tank, screaming at her father to stop what he's doing. They trap Banner on this walkway bridge covered in glass and they throw smoke canisters in there. Really dumb. I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> um... He turns into the Hulk and he smashes out of there, starting, um, he's like starting off this big tank and Hulk fight. Uh, Blonsky comes out with a grenade launcher and he makes him even more angry. Hulk just chases after all of them into these like sound cannons 
that cause him to just scream in pain and he's not able to move um, until he hears Betty screaming for him. So he pushes past the pain, destroys the tanks, and stops the waves from hitting him. Blonsky just walks up to him and they're both kind of standing there calm next to each other for a moment. And then he says, is that all you've got? Another really dumb move. <laughs> uh, so Hulk kicks him into a tree. Betty approaches the Hulk to try to get him to calm down. And the helicopter comes down and fires on them. Hulk protects Betty from the fire and the explosion. And then the screen pans pans to her boyfriend's house as it's like right after he's protecting her. So the screen pans to her boyfriend's house, or I guess it's an ex, maybe. They don't really like say they, if they she like, like left him su- for They don't Bruce. specify really what's going on. <laughs> also, he's a narc, right? He's the yeah. one that, that was kind of unclear, but he, I, I don't remember, but he's the one that ta- like snitched on them, right? So, yeah, so okay. yeah, the the soldiers are collecting the evidence, and then Ross confronts him. He asks him where they're going, and he thanks him for calling and giving them a heads up. So yeah, he definitely, he's the one who snitched, but like, I don't know if they're dating or not anymore, because she literally I just like left him. My understanding Bruce. was that they were dating, like they're seeing each other, but Bruce came into the picture. She kind of like, okay, I'm going to ignore you for She's a like, bit. Bye. Yeah, basically, that's the vibe I got. <laughs> Yeah, so then the boyfriend um, says to Ross, he saw that Hulk was protecting her while Ross Ross's people were shooting at her, so he's not going to tell him anything anymore. So he leaves. Hulk is still in form and has Betty in his arms, and they're in a forest finding shelter from the rain. When Betty wakes up, she's scared of him at first, but then she, like, chills out, and then she tries to calm him down. Uh, she takes his hand and guides him under the shelter of the cave. So we see Blonsky in the hospital. His bones are crushed, and they're um, trying to mend everything together for him. But they said his heart is in perfect condition. Back in the cave, Betty wakes up and finds Bruce uh, back to normal and gets them a motel. He throws up the data. Uh, Betty comes back with some new clothes and some stretchy purple pants, where he laughs and says no. So that's another little Easter egg. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. I really in this like movie, that. yes. This was back in the day when they didn't have the formula yet, so they just threw everything at the wall. You know, it's like. Oh, you remember this thing, this thing, you know. Later in the movies, they get more nuanced with their Easter eggs. But, you know, back then, it was different territory. For sure. So, yeah, uh, they're they're watching the news to go over, like, all the footage of him. And the news people call him a mysterious Hulk that gives him the actual name, the Hulk. Um, Betty gives him a haircut, and they start to get intimate, but um, he stops them from doing anything so his heart rate doesn't get too high um back at the lab blonsky has already recovered in just one day after having all of his bones crushed and he's pissed off and he's ready for round three betty and bruce take off to meet mr blue and he sends off the data over the internet but the fbi has tracked the email and they're on their trail uh, right before they go after them, Blonsky gets another injection of the serum. So they're in New York now. They meet with Dr. Stern, who is Mr. Blue. They talk about getting an antidote or a cure, but there's extraordinary level of toxins. Uh, they're dealing with a ton of dangers here. Meanwhile, Blonsky checks himself out in the mirror and he's looking real bad. His spine like starts to like grow a little bit and crack. And he says that he feels like a monster. So Bruce gets on the table. They tie him down. They get ready to inject in the test antidote. Um, and he starts to turn into the Hulk on the table, but Betty gets on top of him, calms him down, and they inject the antidote, and he turns back into human. Dr. Stern doesn't know if it stopped it permanently or just suppressed it for now. He says he's the first one to survive out of the test subjects, and they are shocked and say, what test subjects? Meanwhile, the squad is, like, rolling up outside the lab. So Dr. Stern brings them into a room filled with Banner's blood, even though he only sent him a small sample. This dude made tons to help quote, cure diseases. And Banner's like, no, we need to destroy this now. While they're doing this, 
they the squad snipes Bruce with a tranquilizer, and Blonsky comes busting in, like, raging like a lunatic, knocks Betty out of the way, and starts beating the shit out of Bruce, asking where the Hulk is. So... They roll the Hulk out, well, no, they roll Bruce out on a stretcher, and I'm assuming the Hulk is just suppressed from the antidote he received minutes ago. Blonsky puts a gun to Dr. Stern's head and says, give him Hulk's blood. And Stern's like, you clearly already have something in you, and, like, a mixture could be an abomination. So they give him the name. (laughs) But they do it anyway. So Blonsky becomes huge, like, the size of the Hulk, and again, his bones are, like, cracking out of his spine, He looks disgusting. So Abomination starts wreaking havoc on the streets of New York. Uh, The soldiers say that they see Hulk on the street, but Ross is like, "Uh, that's impossible. The Hulk's with us. So they turn around, they take off after Abomination, and Bruce is like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of it. So he jumps from the helicopter on top of Abomination's location. He smashes into the ground because I'm pretty sure the antidote still wouldn't let him transform. But if you know anything about the Hulk, you know that when Bruce tries to die the hulk comes out because right, the hulk's right. like or nah, he tries to like commit suicide or things like <laughs> right. that yeah so so yeah so he jumps down he crashes into the ground as bruce but turns into the hulk so the hulk and abomination face off in the new york city streets hulk smashes a cop car down in half and he's using like each half of the cop car as gloves that scene looks really cool so cool um ab- that so scene cool. is so cool abomination is putting up a really good fight um and he's talking unlike the hulk they're fighting they're pulling the helicopter down that betty and ross are on and the helicopter it lands but it starts leaking gas and it's gonna blow but abomination won't let hulk up so hulk can't go save betty and her dad so right before the helicopter catches fire hulk smashes abomination into a wall and he just claps his hands to make the fire go out so abomination now something like somehow got chains and he's using his chains and these cinder blocks for his fight. Abomination says any last words and Hulk says Hulk smash crashes into the ground, gets Abomination stuck and is able to contain him with the chains. He tries to choke him out until Betty screams for him to stop. So he kicks Abomination towards Ross. Then Betty tries to approach him. Uh, the news helicopter freaks him out and he runs off. The last we see of him, he makes it out to British Columbia and he starts to meditate and control the green guy. Uh, and that's it. That's the Incredible Hulk, but there is an end credit scene. So at the end, we see Tony Stark walks into a bar to find Ross drinking. And Stark says, I told you to keep the super soldier program on ice. Uh, he also says, I heard about your big problem. We're putting a team together. And Ross says, who's we? And the credits roll. How young does RDJ look in this? Like, you know, I, re- I, wa- I rewatched the movie for this podcast and I'm like, oh man, he used to be such a baby. Like, fighting, fighting <laughs> Ultron and all these aliens really, like, took a toll on you, man, because, you know, oh, oh, they, this year's for show. For sure. I, watching, like, the uh, trailers for Endgame and, like, looking at the way he looked, it's, like, a completely different person. Well, I mean, we've been, sure. we've been, what, this over a decade now, right? Because Iron Man came out in 2007, oh, yeah. I think, or... Last year, when Infinity War launched, it was the 10-year anniversary. Oh, so man, okay. Year, approaching 11 years. <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy all right yeah so what did you think about the film um you know this film gets a lot of bad rep but we forget because we've been spoiled right we've seen them perfect we have been spoiled, yeah. the formula like we know what to expect from these movies and you know the the humor is you know well level with the drama and everything but back then they were just trying to figure out and also I know it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there was a previous Hulk, like, I think seven years before this one, 
that mm-hmm. was just like a mess, right? Like I watched that one as well recently, and I was just like, wow, okay. But this movie has a lot of really cool moments, and it has a lot of world building, obviously, right? So it does, there's yeah. a lot of like whenever somebody's sending like an email, I, re- I remember him sending an email. There's like a the shield thing appears, um, yeah. and then uh, General Ross is in here as general, but then he becomes uh, like Secretary of State eventually. Uh, and this is the same actor, which is weird, right? Because Edward Norton. It is the same actor that appears in, is it Civil War or is it Ultron that he pops in? I think Civil War. Yeah, it's definitely Civil War because he's the one that uh, shows them the, uh, the Sokovia Accords. But, so they kept him, right? And obviously Robert Downey's in this movie. Uh, but Edward Norton, like, I really want to know what happened there. Like, what happened? What I, I, did a little bit of snooping, but not really. I just watched a couple like YouTube videos. But from what I took was that he wanted to go in a different direction of the films. Like uh, apparently Ed Norton is like he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor, but he likes to be a part of the direction of the films. Mm. And when they were making the, these movies, he had like a completely different vision. And he kept trying to get involved. And apparently he's just, he was, they said he was hard to work with, mm. but like, I don't know. Like that was like the impression that they gave, but um, he's a, he's a brilliant actor, but he, he wanted to take a different direction with the Hulk and they knew what they wanted. They knew they wanted to set up this universe right, after, right. you know, Iron Man took up so much traction. And I don't think they wanted to do, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I know now it seems like they don't want to do like an actual Hulk movie. Uh, he's just getting like all these features in other movies. Like basically right. Thor Ragnarok was just like Thor and the Hulk movie. Um, Here's a controversial take on the Hulk, Kayla. It is impossible to make, not impossible, but it's incredibly difficult to make a Hulk movie because Hulk's villains aren't that great. And his plot line is just basically him running away from the government, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a problem. A lot of people complain in the, Mar- the Marvel movies. Like, the hero just fights a bigger version of himself, right? Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the movies, yeah. that's just what happens. But all of Hulk's villains are, like, the Abomination, uh, the Red Hulk, uh, Absorbing Man. They're just, like, big dudes, like, you know, and he just has to fight them. Or General Ross, yeah. obviously, who's, like, his arch nemesis. But it's just hard. Hard to make a movie because, truth be told, this comic... Like, storylines are pretty much all the same, just him running away or joining the Avengers, right? He is much better in an ensemble thing, as we have seen, obviously. I, li- I like the movie. I want to talk a little bit about War World Hulk, but I want to hear first what you thought of the movie. So, I, don't, I, I just enjoyed the movie because there was an origin story, but it was really small. We got what we needed in the beginning. It wasn't a lot. And then it continued with the story. I like the Ed Norton take on the Hulk as well, because... Most of the Mark Ruffalo Hulk that we get, which I also, I love him, is very playful. Um, But this is this guy who feels completely burdened and, like, weighed down by this thing. Like, he was a scientist and he had, he thought that he was doing, like, radiation technology and he was going to do great things with this. Um, And then he just was used and abused by Ross, who was just really just trying to get a super soldier out of him. And, I mean, technically he got what he wanted, but... Even Hulk and Banner are like, I'm not going to be your super soldier. I'm going to smash and do my own thing, you know? So this movie was very much, instead of, like, the Hulk, you know, the the Mark Ruffalo introduction we get to the Hulk is very much like, I've mastered this. 
hiding my anger, but I'm still going to hide, but I'm going to embrace, I'm going to embrace it at the end and learn how to fight nice with people where this Hulk is like, I'm going to run away and I don't want anyone to find me and I want to figure it out on my own and I want to get rid of it. I don't want to accept it. But, you know, towards the end, we do see that he does learn to accept it, but it just felt more like, more of like a sad take on the character. Absolutely. You know? I was just thinking, I think the main difference between Edward Norton, he, who's more like a, he takes a lot of art projects, right? A lot of his movies are like art projects, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's just, he's just, Edward, uh, I mean, uh, Bruce Banner in this movie is just a downer, you know? He can't, he's like isolated from everybody. He can't have sex. He's just like, you know, being chased up by the U.S. government, like all this. But when we get Mark Ruffalo, he's quippy. He's doing back and forth with the Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. he's funny. So, th- that's that's definitely a more endearing take on the character. It's I love Edward Norton. And even more so than Edward Norton, I love Tim Roth. Like, he's one of my favorite actors, and it just sucks that he was reduced. Because my favorite moment of the movie is when he's standing in front of the Hulk, like, just as a human. And he's just like, what's up, you know? And for a minute, he's going toe-to-toe, and it's very cool. But what I wanted to talk to you about, Kayla, is do you know anything about World War Hulk? I don't, know. So a lot of people know um, uh, Planet Hulk, which is Thor Ragnarok, really. Uh, you know, he gets uh, stranded on this planet. He has to fight in a coliseum. That's what, you know, happens in Thor Ragnarok, but it's also what happens in Planet Hulk. But the follow-up to that is this comic book. It's one of my favorite comic books of all time. It's called World War Hulk. In which the reason why he's in space is because I'll try to make it brief, but essentially the Illuminati, who are Charles Xavier, Doctor Strange, uh, Iron Man, I think Mr. Fantastic, and some other ones, they find the Hulk to be like way too dangerous for Earth, so they send him off um, into space. He lands on this planet, so on and so on. He meets Meek and Korg, I think is what their names are, uh, and the comic book as well. What Thor Ragnarok is probably, and we probably will never get this movie, but what happens afterwards is World War Hulk, in which the Hulk is so pissed that they did this to him, he recruits, you know, Korg and Meek and a bunch of other ones, I think they're called the Warbounds or something like that, and they go back to Earth and just, like, mess mess up everybody. Like, he goes to the uh, X-Mansion and, like, you know, beats up, like, dozens of mutants, he beats up... uh, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, he, you know, he defeats all of the Avengers. He turns, like, uh, Manhattan into his own, like, Coliseum, and he makes the Avengers fight each other. It's just, like, a very cool comic book. And a little bit of a spoiler, the, the way the, they end up taking him down is uh, Tony Stark has to, um, like, program all the satellites that are, surround Earth to, like, beam on, on Hulk. And that's how they take him down. Like, it's just some really cool shit. And that's the movie I'd love to see. Like, can you, just like a gritty take. And in this movie, uh, sorry, in the comic book, like, Meek was just, uh, he was blood, like, he would kill people for fun. Uh, He's the one that encouraged the Hulk to, like, kill people. Uh, It's just, like, a really dark take on it. Korg also, like, murdered dozens of people, uh, humans and everything. And it's, that's what I'd love to see. Can you imagine? My God. But. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, I don't think they have any Hulk movies planned for the future. No. But, you know, they, they make a comment in um, Infinity War. I'm not going to spoil anything, but he makes some comment. Or no, no it's in Thor Ragnarok. Never mind. Mm-hmm. In Thor Ragnarok, he makes a comment where, like, when Bruce gets out of the Hulk, he's like, I don't want to transform again because I don't know if I'll ever come back from that. And right, they could right. play with that. They could have Hulk in a future movie 
go full Hulk and then, you know, something like that happens. Cause think about it. We did get a, we got a merger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we could do something cool with like him destroying, uh, the X-Men stuff. You know what I mean? So that'd be cool. Yeah, I would, I would, I mean, this very exciting things are happening. This merger, I mean, anything could happen at this point. Right. Um, right. and it's just a matter of time until the X-Men, you know, are in an Avengers movie, which is just, uh, too, too much to think about right now. But overall, I, I enjoy the movie. I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's a bottom tier, right? Um, it's a bottom tier for sure. But, but I, I don't know why people it are. Doesn't, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. It's better to me. To me, I think it's better than Iron Man two and Thor two. So no, I I would agree with that. I and I, I don't I'm not a fan of my Iron Man three, so I'll put it above that too. So if we're ranking this one, it would be like Thor two, Iron Man two, Iron Man three, and then Hulk. Starting from the bottom, that is. So yeah, um, Abomination. You know, I feel like we as time gets goes on, we get way better at CGI and stuff. But I thought Abomination looked pretty cool in this movie. Like there was nothing wrong with. A lot of people are looking back and rewatching this movie because of all the Avengers stuff, and they mention how bad the CGI is. Like, it was like eleven years ago, guys. I. But did did they see the Hulk that came out before this? Oh my because god, that, it was terrible. That was, that was terrible CGI. <laughs> like this was good compared. You know, this was. A, I thought the I thought Abomination looked fine. I there was nothing wrong with it. Most, I thought it looked like a cool most of the budget definitely went to the CGI, uh, and sometimes, like especially when he was fighting and outside of the university. Um, I was a little like, oh, okay. That's another thing about this movie that threw me off. I never knew, other than the beginning, where they were specifically in Brazil, and then uh, I don't remember the other country, but I never knew where they were. Like, not, when you just mentioned now that they were in New York, I'm like, I don't ever remember that even happening. Yeah, yeah, they were in New York. And that's why there's a comment in um, Avengers uh, right before they go to New York and do the big fight. Um, I think... Bruce says to somebody, like, last time I was in New York, it didn't end up well for me. Oh. And that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I think it's because now I'm so used to, like, the current uh, uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. They always have the giant, right? Like, this is where we are, right? This is, you know, but I don't think they had that in this movie. You kind of just guessed, and you're like, where am I? What's happening? I couldn't tell you where that university was. Like, where were they? What city is that supposed to be? Wait, uh, I think I wrote it. I think it was in Virginia. So, like, he, it was somewhere a little bit more like northeast, but that's why I made a comment that they said it was like 17 days without an incident. So, he was, he went from Guatemala to Mexico to this like northeastern part of the U.S. in 17 days. Like, did he like hike there? Did he like catch rides? Like, how did he get there? I don't know, man. I, he just kind of, he just kind of did it. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but. I mean, no. technically, he's got American citizenship, but he's also a fugitive, right? Um, exactly. You would, so, you would assume. I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? It was a pre- pre-Trump it's era. Fine. You know, a lot of things. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, I would be totally into um, Liv Tyler coming back oh to my the God, MCU, by yes. the way. I like... I, I love Liv Tyler, and she did such a good Betty. No chemistry, though. So, no chemistry between these two. You think two. so? I didn't think so. I, like, I love I Liv Tyler. there were so many sweet she's moments. She's super beautiful and ethereal, and she's a great actress. But there was just, like, I don't I understand, like, he'd been away, and there's, like, this, you know, because they slept in, like, different rooms, right? Whenever he was staying, and then he kind of came over and was like, hey, what's up? And mm-hmm. there was a little bit something there, but it's still then... I mean, Marvel movies aren't great for 
chemistry. I, I don't think so anyways, but. Oh, you don't think so? I, I, I was actually thinking about that earlier that I, I liked the chemistry Marvel movies, but I think all of Hulk's chemistry character, like, like him and Black Widow, not a fan. Oh yeah. That's, that was they weird. could be so much better, but it's just like, they make it very weird and. I don't know. I feel like a lot of a lot of the chemistry in these movies, they just kind of get tossed away. Like Thor and uh, Natalie Portman's character. Well, Natalie Portman, we we don't talk about her. It's fine. I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love I love Natalie Portman, but like what? What? Like I don't I don't know. That was a weird decision. And I feel like they just kind of threw they threw everything away. Like like she's in. Thor and Thor Dark World, and then, like, where has she been? She's What's mentioned. She's mentioned know. in Ragnarok, I She's think. mentioned, but, like... like broke up, yeah. Who else? I think Scarlet Witch and um, Vision have great that chemistry. One is good. Okay, I will agree. That one is good. I think it's just, like, the chemistry has to be developed. Like, you can't you can't just throw them in one movie and expect me to believe, like, oh, these people love yeah. each other, right? Um, same with, like, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, right? It, she was away for a while. Yeah, she came back, and she's, like, chemistry. a big focus point uh presumably where we're going but you know but anyways back back to the incredible hulk i just like the movie i thought there was a lot of i love like you said before there was like there's so many easter eggs and they could play around so much with it before where now i feel like there's humor and there's always humor in the movies now but it's never like poking like there's always going to be easter eggs but they're never doing like that was fun like the, right, the stretchy right. purple pants and you don't want to make me hangry or hungry whatever he says like <laughs> Like that was that was fun. I think the humor, like not there's humor in the movie, just not a lot of it doesn't uh, nail it for me, right? It's very um, like in Ant Man or Doctor Strange, the humor's so caked in that you believe it, right? And these mm-hmm. old movies, yeah. um, like the humor in Iron Man is Tony Stark, right? He drives the humor, but in Hulk, because he's such a downer. It's just, it's hard for me yeah, to be he, like, he is. Okay, yeah, the, I agree. I'm supposed to find humor in this like terrible situation. I don't know. But, but I agree. I, matter, I think that's why Thor and Hulk and Ragnarok oh, play so well with oh, each absolutely, other. Absolutely, yes. Because Hulk, Hulk is so funny. I mean, not Hulk, Thor is so funny. And Hulk just like is that downer. And he like, they like bounce off each other. And it's, it's great. Um, matter, matter of fact, after, um, you know, I watched the movie for this, I, a couple days passed and we know we were going to record. So I watched it again and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying this movie. I, I don't know. I, a lot of people that I talk to, they just, they try to forget that this is the, you know, that this existed. But I'm like, dude, this built so much. Uh, or they were trying to at least, you know, um, mm-hmm. where we are now. So can't forget. Never forget. Never forget. One last comment uh, yeah, on, yeah. on the plot. Who it has a Brazilian soda in their fridge? Like, well, you know, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of it could. So it could have been even though Stanley is like a white man, like he could have been living in Brazil or maybe, you know, like sometimes I go to Whole Foods and they have like a whole bunch of different drinks like from around the world. Sure. But know. do you think like if he lived in Brazil, do you think the U.S. government would get a whiff of a random old man? Well, it was on the news. It was on the news. There was like this oh, news. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're yes. Right. They, they were like, oh, we got him, you know, so. That kind of bothered me. I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm Hispanic, so I have like all kinds of drinks from all over the place. But I've visited my friends. Like, there is no, you know. So I'm like, all right, all right. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, in regards to the Incredible Hulk movie? Mm, I wish we would have seen Edward Norton get another crack at it. I kind of do. 
I think I, I watched an interview um, recently with Mark Ruffalo, and uh, he was basically saying that he doesn't think there's any plans for a single, like, for a movie, because they had talked to him about, like, what his ideal Hulk movie would be, and he told them, like, a whole bunch of things that he had in mind, and they were like, all right, well, what if we do that, but we do that within these other movies? Um, so I'm pretty sure he's not going to be ever getting, like, a solo movie. Who do you think, uh, I guess this is more like the speculation or theories, but who do you think is the next person to get a solo movie? Other than the ones that are announced, um, obviously, like Spider-Man okay, or whatever. Other, okay. Um, I, th- I think there's a Black Widow in the works, right? Or something? There is a Black Widow in the works. That's a great question, because... Who's to say? Like, a lot of things could change with the, you know, with the upcoming... I am still on the team of um, uh, Adam Warlock being a thing. So maybe after Guardians 3, we'll get something about that, and then he could have a solo movie, because that would be really cool. Um, I don't know. Something really cool... Like, I only really read DC Comics when I was growing up. I knew of... Like, I read Spider-Man. That's the only, like, Marvel that I would read. So... When they announced Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about Doctor Strange. I'm going to, like, look some stuff out about him. Same thing with, like, Black Panther. I was like, I don't know anything about Black Panther. I'm going to look stuff up. So it would be really cool if they keep introducing these characters that aren't very mainstream. Sure, sure. Until and make a mainstream. Like Ant-Man? And they make them mainstream. Well, they announced exactly. Ant-Man. I was like, oh, wait, what? Ant-Man. That's another perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. But he was... He was one of the original Avengers uh, in the comic books. Yeah. So they had to, you know, so that's understandable. But yeah, some of the other ones. I think uh, the MCU is really good about doing that. Giving more, like, power to those people that get forgotten about. Not really forgotten about, but don't have as much spotlight. This this is really good at making you care about these characters, right? For sure. For sure. So, so yeah, let me um, ask you... Uh, what are your top three Marvel movies? Um, and then besides that, you said you'd put Incredible Hulk like low on your list, right? Yes. Um, how, how low? So as it? far as so from, <laughs> from the bottom, I think it would go Thor 2, uh, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. And, you know, I think I'm going to have to say Hulk after that. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, that's after that. We'll get there. We'll get there for me, but I think I have to agree with that as as of now, you know. I'm just trying to think of, like, any of the other ones that, and this just, it's not that it's a bad movie. I still enjoy it. Like, as far as superhero movies, movies go, I still enjoy it quite a bit. It's just all the other Marvel ones are either good or great, you know, and or excellent right. even, so... <laughs> Um, and as far so, as yeah, what are your uh, top my, three? my top three would have to be in this order, uh, civil war at the top. Um, I love that. It's, it's a great ensemble movie. I love the comic book and I love the movie. I think they did a really, really good job. I think number two mm-hmm. would have to be Spider-Man homecoming. I mean, that you are, you are not alone there. Uh, you can't, I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. much I can say about the movie that hasn't already been said, right? It's a great movie. Uh, and I think number three, it has to be the original Iron Man. I I watched it recently again, and I like almost teared up because you know where things are going. You know this is the beginning of everything, and it's mm-hmm. God. It's thinking back. I remember seeing that movie in the theater. I was I was you know blown away. Uh, and while I don't think right. it's like the you know top five for a lot of people, I think emotionally are just like 
the sentiment. It's, uh, that makes sense. You know, for the movie, I, I keep it pretty close to my heart. So this will be my top three. Um, That's a good top three. Um, so for me, uh, what we do is we rate as we go. So this is only episode two. So there's only uh, two names on this list. And so since there's only two names, it's going to have to be Iron Man, number one. Of course. And then The Incredible Hulk, number two. Um, just because, you know, and I'm not saying Incredible Hulk is bad. Just got to go behind Iron yeah. Man. Of course. Of no, course. No shade. RDJ, no man. Shade. RDJ just carries so much of Marvel <laughs> on his shoulders. Perfect pick. Perfect pick. So, um, so yeah, uh, before we get into spoiler territory, um, and all that end game goodness, um, Carlos, I gotta thank you for coming out and Absolutely. hanging out and thank talking you for about, me. uh, Incredible Hulk. I know this one is one of those movies that, like we talked about, people like to throw aside, but I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed watching it and talking to you about it. Kayla, I've had a great time sitting down talking to you. Even I could, <laughs> it, we could have we could have done a podcast over the old uh, Hulk movie. I'm glad we didn't. But you know, it's just fun <laughs> to talk about this because you know when we talk about these movies or like the introduction of these things or whatever, it's just the train just keeps going. You know, it just makes me think about where we've been. You know, where we're. And I'm very very excited about all of it. So thank you for having me, Kayla. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem. It's going to be fun. It's a fun little thing I'm doing here. Um, if you liked listening to Carlos, uh, you can check him out on Twitter. Um, follow him. His at is tan cocoa butter. Love that at. It's really great. <laughs> it's just T A N C O C O A butter B U T T E R. So yeah, give him a follow and, um, and yeah, the next episode, if you, so before we do spoilers, right? Uh, if you don't want, to listen and continue spoilers might be a thing you know we're not saying we're just gonna throw big things at you but it might be a thing because we're gonna be talking about endgame stuff and if you want to go into that movie theater not thinking a damn thing you just want to walk in there and be surprised don't listen you know thanks for hanging out um episode three is gonna be next week and we're gonna be talking about iron man 2 stay tuned for that but yeah definitely Thank you for listening, and again, spoilers, you don't want to hear them, just get out of here. But, with all that being said, Carlos, do you have any endgame theories that you want to talk to me about today? First off, um, did you get your endgame tickets? I did get my endgame tickets, I did. Uh, I have a lot of theories, uh, you know, it's, uh, they've been talking about this for a while, they want to reinvigorate the Marvel, uh, cinematic universe, they want to infuse new blood, right? And I think, you know, we are talking spoilers with Infinity War, correct? Yeah. So, you know, uh, all these heroes got dusted, Endgame is supposed to kind of bring them back, or who knows, or there's a lot of talks of other people picking up mantles, right, we'd like to see... A new Captain America, a new Iron Man. Uh, who knows, man? Like, if they could clean the slate and just bring a whole new batch of heroes, the new Avengers. I want it. I want a clean slate. I don't want people to pick up the mantle. That's my song. Thank you for coming. 
Um, it would be cool. Like in the in the comic books, they have a thing where you know the New Avengers, right? And I mean, they're gonna have the X Men as well. Um, who knows how long that's gonna take into fruition, right? With because it was just signed, like the deal was just made last month or this month. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was recent. So it's kind of hard to say, right? Uh, Chris Evans has mentioned. I mean, he, he mentions a lot, but he's mentioned he's kind of done playing the part he's kind of played his role rdj has banned it for over a decade um i'm excited man i there's a lot of maybe they'll time travel maybe they're gonna go find thanos it's this movie might be three hours long it's uh it's supposed to be it's supposed to be three hours and 15 minutes from buzz around uh it's longer than titanic will sit my happy ass in that theater all the way from the beginning to the end credits if it's three hours and if it's four hours i'll do it i'm gonna soak up all that information (laughs) what if you drink too much pop and you have to use the restroom what are you gonna do no i'm not i i make this mistake every time i go to movies (laughs) where i get popcorn and i get an icy and the ices always get to you you just drink a little bit and then you have to pee right when the movie starts i'm not doing it i'm gonna go in there and i'm just gonna hold out and i'm not gonna move and it's gonna be great mark my words i'm not if i have to leave to go pee during that movie i'll have to go see it on the next showing you have i mean you're gonna see it you're gonna see it again like there's no <laughs> I way am. i'm gonna see it like five times here's probably. there's a lot of theories right but the one thing i can tell you kayla 100 percent certainty is that this movie is gonna rule like there's just no they have like they have i have so much comp like when infinity war was announced and there was like there's no way there's way too many characters they're not gonna be able to pull this off no way and the movie was great it was amazing right i i just don't see hawkeye's back as ronin which that comic book is amazing i'm so excited for that character um i don't think that I think his character arc is probably that, like, his family got snapped, and that's why he's done this, but mm-hmm. there's a scene, and I'm probably going to mention this again, but there's a scene in the trailer where he's training up his daughter with a bow and arrow, right? And I'm pretty sure that's um, talking about Kate Bishop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that his daughter survived the snap, but the mom and the, I think he has a son too, right? Right, he does have a son, yeah. They probably snapped, and I'm wondering if the daughter was old enough to where she, like, ran away from home, and then she's out there training, and he's lost everything, so now he's Ronan, and then I want her to, like, come in and play a part in Avengers, because Catherine Langford was, is on IMDb. She's announced for the movie with no name next to her, so that would be cool if that was her. Um, Cool. Very cool. So that'd be pretty cool, and she could be a part of that new Avengers, right, as we get these younger people coming in, and... Maybe Catherine Langford can get, you know, Kate Bishop can get her own single solo Marvel movie. Maybe that'll be next. It'd be really cool to see, like, all these young, uh, the, the, you know, the son, the daughters, or, like, young people that we met, right. like, a decade ago. Definitely. I mean, that'd be really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Hawkeye. The Ronin uh, comic book and the arc that he has in the comics, obviously, it's going to be very condensed in this movie, but it's amazing. I mean, he mm-hmm. he starts murdering people. He starts, like, he just has no regard. That scene um, in the trailer looks so cool. He He's lost. Like, he looks scary. He's a broken cool. man. He's a broken yeah. man. And Natasha... I really want more of an interaction between Natasha and him. Like, I want that, you know... Cause yeah, that's what I was going to say, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love Jeremy Renner, and rewatching Avengers after everybody gave Hawkeye so much shit, like, Hawkeye 
is a bad bitch. Like, he doesn't have, like, technical superpowers, but he's just so good at his job, and he has these arrows, and he's just, he knows what he's doing, and he's very agile, and, like, he's great. I love him, and I'm excited to see him go, like, full power, like, Dark Phoenix on us, right? He, uh, the, the latest trailer really felt, he's, he's on it a lot, right? With this new mohawk and, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, uh, frowning and being really sad, but I, he's got to play an integral role, emo. uh, to the movie. And I'm, uh, yeah, I think out of all, all the arcs and everything that's going to come into Endgame, I think his, I'm the most excited about. Because I want to know what he's been up to. Like, wh- wh- how, what happened? How did we get here? How did you pick up this man? He wasn't even in Infinity War, yeah. So, you know what? You, okay, so you know what I want to say? <laughs> yeah. um, when you asked me earlier about who would get a solo movie, I know we have, like, we like Paul Rudd, and Ant-Man is a funny character or whatever, but I don't read a lot of comics, but I do know the Wasp is a little bit sure. more important than Ant-Man, and I would like her to get her own movie, and I would not mind if Ant-Man died. In the well, in the original, uh, in the comic books, like both Ant Man and the Wasp are like in the original Avengers, they were both founding members. But I know, in um, God, I read a comic recently, and like she was super important. Like she was like up there with like Cap, like doing shit. Because so. eventually, uh, like what happens with Ant Man is he becomes Yellow Jacket. Um, and he mm-hmm. suffers like a mental breakdown. Um, don't quote me on this, but he's, he's like, has like this weird bipolar disorder. So he leaves yeah. the Avengers for a long time and Wasp kind of takes up like the bulk of what he was, um, doing. And so she becomes like a very major member of the, of the Avengers after, uh, he becomes Yellow Jack and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I would like that. I want her to do her own thing. Now, my last question is, do you think Thanos is going to die? Hmm. I think if... So, I want Tony and Cap to both die. Not being a dick, I just think it's time to go. Sure. But I think if it were, like, one or the other, I think if Tony survives, Thanos is dying. If Cap survives, Thanos is not dying. Because Mm. Cap, being the person that he is, I feel like okay, you need to pay for your crimes, but we could use him. Because, like, technically they could use Thanos. Like, if this is their big bad villain and we know that there's movies to come and they're still going to keep building this universe, there's going to be an even worse villain one day. Absolutely. So, like, they could t- they could use Thanos in the future. But, I mean, I think the dude should die. Like, he he he's done a lot of bad shit um no matter what his uh reasons for doing it so um but i'm trying to i'm sure i'm trying to think of like as far as the comic book lore i'm trying to think of a bigger baddie that Um, people are talking about um galactus Galactus is the big one right but galactus is so infused with like the fantastic four um that well what if we get fantastic four remakes now oh my god and we get like dr doom could be like a mini villain not a mini villain but like dr doom is a huge villain but he could be like a reoccurring villain whereas we get another build-up of the new avengers and fantastic four and we could get another like infinity war type movie with a big villain like thanos but it's galactus um it's a brave new world out there right i wonder how much they were planning (laughs) it is because like obviously they've thought about these movies like a decade in advance right they probably already know what movies they want to make but now they got this deal which i don't know if they knew they were gonna get or whatever 
But I wonder if they're going to try to focus more on, like, these new... Like, okay, we're going to introduce the X-Men, and this is what we're going to do, or... I really love the, like, new X-Men, so I hope if they do switch it up and i know a lot of people are iffy about that but if i hope if, if they do switch it up they keep the same actors and like keep the same franchise because like i love what they're doing right now um however saying that fantastic four was one of my favorite movies as like a kid like i loved fantastic four uh they remade it it was really bad they could do what they did with Spider-Man and just make a third remake, even though it's been so soon, and they could fucking kill it. Imagine right. Marvel at the hands, oh MCU at the hands of Fantastic Four with a Doctor Doom. Like, I want that. Okay, and then you, you just... could even have, you could have Spider-Man join forces with the Fantastic Four because he's always wanted to get some like ultimate Spider-Man shit going on. We could have some scrawl going on in there. Like, Listen to that. Like, you, listen you just, to the sound of that in your ears. You just made my heart. <laughs> you just made my heart skip the beat. Like this is so exciting. <laughs> now, now, you know what? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the biggest villain that I can think of in like any Marvel anything is when uh, Charles Xavier Mine got fused with who was it that he got? Oh my god, I can't even remember. But it was you know what. I'll text it to you later. I don't even remember what it is. But, yeah, <laughs> but Galactus would be a really cool one. I mean, oh, I, I have another. I have another suggestion too. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk forever about this. Um, so there is, the, you know, in the comics, the reason Thanos does what he does is because he's trying to like date death. I, what right, if? Right. Okay. So and then Deadpool. Take. I have not seen the second Deadpool. So if this already gets brought up, it's my fault. But Deadpool also. Has a thing for death. I don't know if it's the same. Is it the same death that they're seeing? Yeah, it is. Like the the I feel same. Like there's only of one death. death, right? Yeah. So what if death becomes a thing? I don't know. I don't know. That'd be cool. Whatever. Uh, God, I because honestly, after so after Endgame, what do we have slated? Right. So Guardians of the Galaxy three, um, Black Panther two, uh, Black Spider-Man, that's already Black uh, Panther two has been announced. Home. It's not been announced, but we know they're going to do it. Yeah, like, the movie the movie made so not, much money. Like, uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then Homecoming, um, and that's it, really. We don't know anything else, right? Uh, well, we are getting Dark Phoenix, and technically that is part of Marvel now, even though it's owned by, like, you know, it's coming out. So um, we're getting X-Men. We're supposed to be getting another X-Men movie called The New Mutants. Did you remember when that was teased? Um. Yeah, that's but that's not including any of the current mutants. So you don't that's, think we're so we're just talking MCU, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, the Eternals. That's what it was with Angelina Jolie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Leading. That then, could be interesting. Feige has already confirmed that Black Panther two is definitely happening. Okay, I mean, yeah, I made a billion and dollars. Doctor Strange like, two. It all it all depends um, on what happens in Endgame, right? We don't know. We could speculate oh, all this, but. Uh, Shang Chi to oh, be announced, but is it the martial artist? Uh, for the first Asian superhero to go to right, right, right. The martial artist, I think, is what he. I don't. I that is a hero. I don't know anything about, but I'm. I'm ex- Listen, if I if I know anything, I I trust Marvel and Disney with whatever character yeah. take from the comic. Like you're gonna make him cool, presumably. So, um, to touch back the, the villain that I was thinking of is, uh, his name is Onslaught. And it's when basically Charles Xavier goes catatonic 
and his sub his like evil subconscious takes a mind of its own with Magneto's Ooh, nice. with like Magneto's powers and the Infinity Stone powers, and it becomes like a crazy. Yeah, it's anyways. That's uh, it. It could anything could happen. Um, as long as you know, I guess I don't know who they're gonna have as Wolverine because I think Hugh Jackman is done. But he's um, done. Yeah. After Logan, where do you go from there? You know. Just right. down, but uh, I'm excited, Kale. I can't wait to talk to you more about. Uh, you know, we're less than a month away now. <gasps> My God, can't can't contain the hype. I'm so excited. So yeah, um, damn, we talked a lot about Endgame and what we want. Some future villain talks. So yeah, once again, I'm going to give you a big thank you for coming on and talking about the Incredible Hulk with me. Uh, you need to hit me up about like comic suggestions because i have not read a comic in a very long time and i'm i'm into it i want to i want to read some more stuff yeah kayla anytime and thank you for having me it's it's a pleasure thank you kayla i I appreciate you having me so so yeah again if you liked hearing from carlos follow him on twitter at tan cocoa butter and yeah like i said the next episode we're talking about iron man 2 and it's gonna be a great time our twitter account is the snap mcu so just the snap mcu that's all you need to know give us a follow um we're gonna be updating every time an episode comes out and it's gonna be a good time thank you again thank you for listening bye y'all